There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped at 10 and branch microfiber. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, a 27-year veteran of the NYPD, retired out of Manhattan North Homicide Squad. I mentioned the other day on the show, this October 31st, I've been retired from the NYPD for 11 years. It goes so fast. Life goes so fast, you know. you got to grab it and seize it and enjoy what you can and... uh Conquer the challenges that uh, push you down, knock you down, and uh, you always got to get back up, right? It's, uh, it's that old expression. It's a sort of a cliche. It's not how hard you hit. It's, it's, it's how hard you hit, get knocked down, and get back up. And uh, that's, that's the measure of, uh, of a tough human being, you know. And um, we got a lot of tough human beings that, that watch this show that uh, follow police off the cuff. And we appreciate every single one of you guys. You know, I've been covering this case um, from the beginning. And there's been a lot of uh, sensationalism with this case. Let me put it that way, okay? There's been a lot of um, conspiracy theories, a lot of untruths thrown out there, uh, things thrown out there as truths that were absolutely false. And what separates truth from fiction many times is is science and science can really uh convince people that to think a different way than they're thinking and i always say and you know that the teacher in me always wants to say that investigation is an art and a science and i in my career and in my experience was mainly uh, part of the art of investigation. And that's the police work, the knocking on doors, the, uh, the examining a crime scene, the victimology on a victim, um, the interview and interrogation of people, the piecing of things together, the collecting of evidence, that's the art of investigation. And there's much more to the art of investigation than what I just said. And then we have the science the investigation. And the science is as important as the art, maybe more important. And when the science declares something uh, through, you know, through scientific means and, and says something is, is, defines it as something, for example, in this case, let me just come out and say it. The autopsy has revealed, in this case, and many, 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 many other factors besides the autopsy, that this was an accident, a tragic accident, and that the cause of death was drowning, okay? And myself and uh, some other content creators on here who I really respect, and you guys know who he is, uh, Duty Ron, a retired NYPD detective, and with him comes... You know, you can't stack the deck much better than this. Ed Wallace, who was a first grade crime scene detective who now teaches crime scene technology, you know, the science of, of collecting evidence. And we all felt, and without collaborating or corroborating with each other, we felt from the beginning that this was an accident. And many things or many people tried to get us to think in a different way, that this was perhaps uh, a conspiracy. Someone killed her and drove her into the lake. That When the car was um, discovered by Adventures with Purpose, that when, it, when the police searched the lake, the car wasn't there. Someone put the car. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of lunacy, a lot of craziness, I think, that people put out there. Some people that are totally unqualified to even talk about crime that are, are content creators on here. There's many of them. I'm not going to tell who they are, give their names, their, their credentials and their uh, 
the nonsense they put out speaks for itself. But there's many of them. There's also many people in regards to this case that stepped outside their lane, you know, that all of a sudden they were good at one thing and they were outstanding at the one thing they did, but they tried to put on the shoes and the, uh, the Sherlock Holmes hat and be an investigator and do did interviews and, and put this together as if they were the investigators. And guess what? They were not. And again, I'm not going to name those people. I think you can, um, you can predict who I'm speaking about. And I always said that with this case, we are not privy to the interviews of the 300 people that were interviewed in this case. Do you think out of those 300 people, someone saw Kylie Rodney get into that car, start the car and pull away? I guarantee there's more than one. There's plenty of them. Do you think out of those 300 people interviewed by the Nevada County Sheriff's Office that someone was speaking and drinking and perhaps partying with Kylie Rodney and could say, yes, she was she was drinking this or she was doing that or she was behaving this way and she seemed this or that. You think those interviews were conducted? Absolutely. Were they conducted by professionals? Yeah, I, 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 I like to think so. No doubt, no doubt that the police in this case made some huge, huge snafus, huge mistakes, all right? Not recovering that vehicle had the entire world who was ever following this case doubt the abilities of the Nevada County Sheriff's Office, doubt the abilities that they were capable of doing the job that Adventures with Purpose did when they found that vehicle. And it, it really... Let's not look at, you know, uh, I'm not going to say, perhaps they didn't have the talent, Nevada County Sheriff's Office, at doing the dive and finding that vehicle that Adventures with Purpose had. Not perhaps, they didn't. They did not have the same level of talent. But does that make them incompetent at every other area of police work? I'm asking because I see a lot of the comments. I read a lot of the comments. I try not to watch any of the other content creators because um, some of some of the people that create content on here they, they're clueless. They're just absolutely clueless. And again, I'm not putting anyone down by name, but we have to look at this case within the parameters of the art and the science of investigation. And there's still people to this day that are still not satisfied that this was an accident. And I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. And before I get to the autopsy report, just this week, that uh, many content creators, and I think Duty Ron was one of them, put out the video taken from that fire pole camera and put on uh, online, on YouTube by someone, of... Apparently, Kylie Rodney driving her car into Presser Lake, Presser Reservoir, at almost the exact time her, her phone stopped pinging. Do you think that's coincidental? Do you think someone made that up? Do you think someone... Isn't that solid, solid evidence that the accident that occurred actually did happen? Yes, it, an accident occurred... And the scientific evidence we have is the pinging of her phone and then video of a car with the lights going on driving into Presser Reservoir. And at some point, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, one minute after it went into the lake, it's sinking and the lights going off and us not being able to see anything. So that is pretty damn powerful evidence. And then we marry that evidence with all kinds of other evidence, all right? That right there, we can call that the art slash and the science of investigation. Science being the pinging of the cell phone at exactly the time. The art, the video of the car going into the water. Now, still, there are going to be people who are unsatisfied. They're going to say, 
How do you know she was driving? How do you know someone else wasn't driving and they escaped and she didn't? And it, it was it was a murder. That's a stretch, okay? Uh, if you want to believe in conspiracy theories, you can you can hold on to that if you want to. But I'm just giving you many things in investigation is also logical. What's logical, you know? Um, and I think it's logical that this was an accident, that she drove her car into the water. And I'm going to just get in, and I don't have the full scientific autopsy report right now. I have the uh, sort of what they gave out to the press, and I'm going to I'm going to read a little bit of that. And um, um, the the six page autopsy of Truckee teen Kylie Rodney says there was no evidence of external or internal injuries. So that right there, you know, people would expect to see if if she was murdered, or, or some other people have said that. How do we know she wasn't murdered? before she got into the car and just placed in the car and then driving the car into the water was done to cover up a murder. Okay, so for those people that think that, and absolutely at that point you can think that, the examination of the body to determine that there was no external or internal injuries is important, right? So does that not rule out blunt trauma, right? No internal or external injuries. The vehicle that when the car hit the um, hit the water, that apparently didn't cause blunt trauma. That could itself hitting water at a certain speed could be like hitting a brick wall. So that's very important. There was no internal or external injuries. So again, important, especially for the people that are insisting that this was something other than an accident. The Truckee, California team went missing on August 6th and was found two weeks later by a private dive team 55 feet offshore from where she was last seen at a party of hundreds of young people. So there goes, again, some of the conspiracy theories. Someone drugged her. Someone killed her. Someone wanted to cover it up. Someone sexually assaulted her and wanted to get rid of the evidence. Okay, but some of the evidence that we do know, that we do know, right, is that her phone was pinged at, I think, 033 hours, which is 1233 a.m. And where it was pinged was in the exact location now of the video we have of the that vehicle driving into the water at that exact time. Is that, is that too coincidental? Or is that real solid, solid evidence? I think it's solid evidence. Um, the autopsy um, was on Thursday, indicated she was found in the rear cargo compartment of her submerged 2013 Honda CRV. The right leg of the decedent was against the pillar of the back seat and resting near the headrest. The remainder of the decedent was behind the seats and not from outside the vehicle. She was fully clothed in a black bodysuit and green twill pants. On her right foot was a green sneaker and a matching shoe was found nearby. She had five bracelets on her right wrist, three metal chains around her neck, including one with a constellation-shaped pen, uh, pennant. Except for the sneaker being off the left foot, the coroner wrote, the clothing appears relatively normal in position. Again, this was another big <clears throat> topic for the conspiracy theorists. Was she, was she naked? Was she dressed? All right, the coroner just slammed the door on those conspiracy theorists. She was fully dressed, all right? Her shoe was off her foot, but she was dressed. And she was in the back compartment of the 2013 Honda CRV. We had spoken about that also Um I had Mike Carew on from the NYPD scuba team. And I had asked him, I said, if she was driving and seat belted in and she couldn't get out of that, or, you know, she couldn't get out of the seatbelt, where, where would you have found her? Even though the vehicle submerged and flipped over, he goes, 
if she was belted in, she would have stayed in that front seat. So perhaps when the vehicle was sinking and when the water was rushing into the car, which of course, anyone you speak to causes panic and causes uh, who's ever in that car to, to really mentally lose it. She may have removed the seatbelt and then there could have been a bubble of air in the rear of the car. She could have swam back to that and that became the area of the vehicle that she died. Now myself and, um, and duty Ron, uh, Ed Wallace, Barbara Butcher, some pretty well credentialed people there, right? Duty Ron, 21 years in the NYPD. Ed Wallace, I know he had more than 20 expert in crime scene. Barbara Butcher attended personally 680 autopsies. She, she, she assisted in 680. Is there another person in the world that has as much experience as Barbara Butcher? And we looked at all of the what ifs, what if this, what if that? And we had all determined without even knowing the autopsy results. And, and I look, do I enjoy saying, I told you so? Well, I like to, you know, we like to say that we sort of looked at the evidence early on of what we had, and we didn't have all of the evidence. And we had early on determined this looks like a, like a vehicle accident. And the, this is why. But there's the vehicle we'll show. There's the Honda 2013. Um, there was no evidence of head trauma or of a sexual assault, and body scans didn't show any internal injuries, according to the coroner. Here's something important also, and again, I would like this uh, uh, to really dissect it, to have it in much more detail and depth. A toxicology report showed positive results for nicotine, caffeine, and delta-9 THC, a molecule in marijuana, according to the autopsy. Additional tissue samples showed ethanol, or blood alcohol, in her system. But the autopsy said it is possible the alcohol was produced by the body naturally after death. So they're not trying to pad the circumstances or pad the toxicological report to prove their position. Uh, so again, it was ruled, this, this case has been ruled an accidental drowning with no sign of foul play. Kylie was found in a, in a car in 14 feet of water at the popular recreation spot about 10 minutes from Truckee on August 21st. Um, so many people, again, uh, they're not satisfied with this. They're not, uh, and, and I understand, I understand some of the reasons why. Um, the Nevada County Sheriff's Office, of course, is being painted, and they did a lot of, let's go over some of the things they, they, they screwed up on. You can't help but think that the search by them or their dive team, because I don't believe the Nevada County Sheriff's Office has an in-house scuba team. So they had to probably to form it out to some other law enforcement agency. They searched the Presso Lake, and they even told Adventures with Purpose. The lake is cleared. You don't have to research that. But Adventures with Purpose, who, again, I have nothing but praise for. Amazing job. I think uh, they're an amazing organization, and they're going to keep doing what I refer to and many other people refer to as God's work for many years, and they'll, they'll recover bodies for people. Um, mountain Kayaker, it was ruled an accident, so tired of people making it sound sinister uh, with no evidence, and tired of people trashing Truckee. I lived near there and spent many years vacationing there, a great town. Yeah, you know, mountain kayaker, I I, I understand that. Um, it's like you don't like your, your hometown disparaged by people. And you know something with these cases, with these, um, everyone's an expert. Everyone is an expert and no one's an expert. 
There are many things in homicide investigation I don't know, and I'm not an expert on. I don't pretend to be. I always said I'm a cop. I'm good at the art of investigation. I'm good at that, and I acknowledge that. I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but can I collect evidence and put evidence together and come to a cogent, well, that's a big word. That's a college word. Uh, cogent conclusion of what occurred. Nice biscuit. Welcome to uh, Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories family. Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us. Um, so yeah, the Nevada County Sheriff's Office, the search initially of Crossell Lake, where her vehicle was 55 feet from the shore. Oh my God. And when we see drone video after the fact, you can actually see the vehicle from the air. So we were like, all of us were like, what kind of police department is this that misses the evidence? They missed the damn evidence. They didn't find this car and you could see the car 55 feet from shore. Did that decrease the competency, the competency level that we felt the police needed to have? You bet. And we all remember this day, right? We all remember this. And everyone online, I think, was, uh, even when you're not a police expert or you don't know all that much about evidence, Adventures with Purpose discovers the vehicle in 14 feet of water, 55 feet from the shore. They notify the family, I believe, first. And then they notify the police. The police are there quickly. And a decision is made to flip the car over underwater. And apparently, you know, not apparently, that was the wrong call. That was totally the wrong call to make. You can see there's some underwater a still shot of her vehicle. And two windows at least, would one was down, one may have been broken. So when they flipped the vehicle over, not only does it change the position of the body that's in the rear compartment, but evidence from inside the vehicle gets thrown and strewn all over the place, all over Presso Lake. And then they pull the car out of the lake. There's a picture of it there. And they're covering the rear compartment of, uh, of the Honda CRV 2013. With that top, because that's where the body, the body is. Now, I would imagine, right on the scene. Um, well, I, I'm not sure of this, so I can't really say for sure. Did they just keep the body in the car and remove the car to a location where they could forensically process the vehicle and remove the body at that scene and photograph? Because to process this vehicle, they need to photograph it. They need to collect all the evidence inside the car. Was that done? Uh, or was the body removed on the scene? I don't know. No one has um, definitively um, said one way or the other if that occurred. Now they remove the car from the scene. Everyone's talking about a million things re the car. What do we? What could we find out? about that car. What can we find out? Is there a black box in it? Can we definitively tell from the black box the exact time that Kylie hit that water? Can we tell that? Will it tell us the black box, much like the black box on, a, on an airplane? Will it tell us the speed she was going when she hit the water? Will it tell us what time all electricity cut out in the car? Because water, of course, is going to shut everything down in that car. Is that going to tell us all of those things? How long will the electronics work to give us that type of evidence? So all of these things are questions we had. And I think that, um, again, Duty Ron had on an expert from the NYPD Auto Crime Unit 
who went into great depth on what to expect in the collecting of evidence uh, in regards to this car, re the black box in the computer system. And you can watch Duty Run's show where he has, and I think he did two shows on that. There was a lot of talk early on also about, oh, how did the car flip over? How did that happen? How did it go, you know, basically head over heels, in a, if you want to use human terms. How did it flip over so that the rear wound up where the front was and the front where the rear was? How did that happen? And logically, it was explained, well, the heaviest part of the vehicle is the part with the engine, the part with the engine in it. And that's how the car flipped over. And that's how it, it wound up in the position it was. So all of those things can be explained. But many folks, again, are not satisfied that logic, you know, logic. New Biscuit, good to see you. Guys, I'm so happy. There's a lot of people in the chat today. I want to thank everyone for coming by today, 296 people. Uh, you know, I, I don't ever like to lose the sight that when we talk about these cases, we're talking about a real human being. And sometimes we reduce it to science and we reduce it to the investigation. But, you know, Kylie Rodney was a real human being. She was only 16 years old. And for everyone that followed this case nationally, internationally, Truckee, you know, uh, the Nevada uh, County, she was one of theirs. And she's no longer with us. And you know something? An accident like this could happen anywhere. And it, it does happen. Accidents that kill teenagers happen all the time, all over this world, all over this country. So, you know, it it pains me, you know, uh, to hear some of the things I've heard. Now, now look, I'm a cop. I got, I got shot at. You know, I had things done to me that you can't even compare to YouTube. But, you know, you listen to some of this stuff and you're a human being. And, and you know, sometimes I respond to some of the lunacy and sometimes I don't. I just cut the person out and block them. You don't belong on this channel because uh, you're not reasonable. If that's what you think, that's not reasonable. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just it's a crazy thing. But, you know, something, look, isn't this great that um, we're finally getting the truth out, that the truth to what happened. And if you accept the truth, many people still, uh, uh, Steph, I'm never a cop defender, but you know they don't dive every day. So to talk like it was so disgusting and negligent is wrong. Steph, I'm not uh, talking like it was disgusting or negligent. I think what I said early on was that they did not have the same level of talent as Adventures with Purpose or as perhaps police departments that have huge scuba teams and scuba teams that work all the time and train all the time. To be good at this, you need to do it all the time. Uh, Brad Holtz, my question is, why weren't there any struggle marks, bruising or cuts, and abrasions with the flipping of the vehicle and her attempting to escape if it was an accident? It really is head scratching. Well... Brad, she could have still had her seatbelt on uh, in the front seat. And as the water started rushing in, I'm just giving you a, what it could have. She could have released her seatbelt and the car had already flipped over and headed toward the back of the car where there could have been an air bubble. And uh, um, that that could that could explain that. All right. They, they, they didn't see any blunt trauma. Um, Alley Cat, hello. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, Betty Smith, I hope Adventures with Purpose will indeed release those videos they claim they have and were going to release only when someone was charged. I think they are embarrassed that they guessed wrong, might not. You know, that, that that's one of my whole points with this thing is it's 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 not a guess. It's a, you know, we talk about hypothesizing and theorizing and Phil calls it spitballing. Well, hypothesizing, what is hypothesizing? It's an educated guess, right? 
What is theorizing? Theorizing is getting a group of people together and discussing the probability of what happened being one, one thing or another. And that's the same thing as what Phil would call spitballing. <laughs> and I'll tell you the truth, I never used to use that expression. I used to use hypothesizing and theorizing. And I used to tell the detective, now go typerize. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny. And the typerize your report, you know. Month after the body of a 16-year-old was found in Placer County, a reservoir there, the coroner's office has released Kylie Rodney's cause of death. Yeah, Nevada County deputies say Rodney drowned in her vehicle in Prosser Reservoir back in August. The coroner's report did not find any other factors contributing to her death. It says she was found in the cargo area of her SUV. There was no evidence of foul play. She disappeared on August 6th, prompting weeks of searching after she had been last seen at a large party with hundreds of other teens at the Prosser family campground. Out of this, more than a month. So, folks, again, we we accept we either accept the evidence or, or we keep questioning the evidence. Do we think that there was? Many still feel there was uh, there was foul play here. Many feel. I think a lot of us now are believing what the evidence is telling us. You know, that it was an accident, and and there was no look. No one jumped to conclusions here. They took their time. They, they took a long time to come back with this autopsy results. Um, they took a long time to come back with the toxicology results. Um, if someone, you know, I don't know how you don't accept the results now. And again, it's up to you. You don't want to accept the results. That's fine. But what we do know is much of the evidence uh, matches up to what we know. So, you know, I, I think that that, that video um, from the, the video that was taken from that fire camera, and it's, it, that, that video was out, was out there because, of course, um, fires are experienced at such a high level of time in California this would pinpoint where there was a fire and they could quickly respond to it. So they were able to, someone, and it took a while, someone discovered that. They said, whoa, you know, something, there's fire cameras out there, and we, whoa, voila. And the, what makes it so special is not that it's smoking gun clear or you can see who's driving or in the car, but it's the exact time that her phone stopped pinging. I think that's pretty damn strong evidence, guys. I really do. I think it's um I think I think it's strong and I think you know we have to accept this, you know. And um it's uh I want to show a little bit of a video in the beginning of this and it just, you know, to disparage there were some things as I said done on this case that um we can't say that the police uh, did a great job in the part where the car was flipped over. That probably was an incorrect decision to make as far as collecting evidence. And the fact that they didn't send a diver down there from the police department when they flipped it over, and they didn't collect the evidence right away. They didn't collect the evidence till days later when some YouTuber went to Prosser Reservoir and Discovered they found her laptop. Her laptop. You think that's important evidence? I'm going to show some video from early on in the case. And um, this was um, the Nevada County Sheriff's Office uh, reporting what they knew when they knew it. And um, again, very, 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 um, very, very tough. Uh, very, very tough case to work on. Confirmation of a heartbreaking discovery two weeks after 16-year-old Kylie Rodney disappeared from the Prosser family campground in Truckee. Her SUV with a body inside pulled from a nearby reservoir. Relieved just to know that there's some closure, um, but beyond sad that it's had to possibly be not a good outcome. 
Law enforcement originally feared Kylie was kidnapped after she vanished from a party with hundreds of teens at the Prosser family campground for weeks. You know, I just want to say, like, where did that come from? Where did they get that information that the potentiality existed? This was right, right early on in this invest that she was kidnapped. Where did that come from? I mean, I find that to be like, where? I mean, that's outrageous. I mean, what what information did they have? Like, who did they interview that said, oh, I saw her being carried away by someone, or I saw her being forced into someone's... Where was that information from? And that's a lot early on in the investigation, which caused a lot of people to start inventing these conspiracy theories. Weeks, dozens of local, state, and federal law enforcement searched by air, foot, and boat, but it was a private organ search team that ultimately found her car upside down in 14 feet of water, not far from where she went missing. So I went over it several times, and I knew it looked suspicious. We focused on the positives, and that's we were able to provide answers to a family who, who no longer has to live in a nightmare of not knowing. Nick Wren and Doug Bishop are part of the six-man team who specialize in using water sonar technology to help find missing people. They shared this video showing Kylie's car upside down in the water and the sonar equipment they used to spot it. Between the three different images, we are able to manipulate it. Uh, each one complements the other. And uh, between the three, we're able to uh, detect everything that's on the, you know, the bottom of a waterway um, in, in, you know, low water areas. Tonight, many are asking why authorities didn't find it sooner. Nevada County Sheriff's Office says they searched the same area earlier, but explained changing water levels and other factors complicated their search. How did we not find it when we were searching? Uh, the lake was extensively searched with side sonar, with an ROV. Uh, we had divers, we had swimmers. Um, I think that's part of what we're going to have to go back to, to do and, and debrief. Tonight in a statement, Kylie's family is thanking the community for their support, saying in part, while we accept the sadness cast under death's shadow, the rising sun shines light upon us, reminding us not to mourn our loss. Kylie will surely remain with us, even though we will not get her back. Thanks for watching. Our so, folks, you know, the biggest takeaway you get from that is, uh, you know, there, there was some, again, the, the Nevada County Sheriff's Office didn't have the same level of talent in diving as uh, Adventures with Purpose. We said that all along. Um, were there mistakes made? Yes, there were mistakes made. But then when there was some other mistakes made relative to collecting the evidence and, um, you know, f flipping the car over uh, and then not collecting the evidence from the Presser Reservoir that was down 14 feet into the um, into the reservoir after the car was removed, then, folks, people had some problems with that, you know? Uh, people had problems. Oh, well, why didn't they go down and dive to collect that evidence afterwards? You know, there's no excuse for that. And there wasn't. They should have went down there and, um, you know, a lot of when you hear a lot of these smaller police departments, you hear a lot about them complaining about resources. And of course, all this stuff costs lots of money. And uh, let me just play this. A special dive team says they have recovered 16-year-old Kylie Rodney's Honda CRV from Prosser Lake. They found a body inside and investigators say it is likely Kylie. It is certainly not the outcome the community was hoping for have them find her upside down in her car in the lake was just thinking about the panic she must have felt was just heartbreaking i have two daughters she has a daughter you know you just really feel for her family her family released a statement saying in part while we accept this sadness cast under death's shadow the rising sun shines light upon us reminding us not to mourn our loss but to celebrate Kylie's spirit and the gift that we all receive in knowing her. Kylie will surely remain with us, even though we will not get her back, they said. Tonight, there are still more questions than answers about what happened and also what took so long to find her. ABC 10's Luke Clary is looking at those questions tonight.
The discovery of Kylie Rodney's car and presumably her inside of it answers a question that her loved ones have been struggling with for more than two weeks now, but it also raises many questions. As investigators draped a cover over Kylie Rodney's Honda CRV, it brought the search for the missing 16 year old to an end and an answer Truckee had been longing for. May you find some peace somehow, somewhere in these beautiful mountains, maybe. She vanished after a party at the Prosser family campground. More than two weeks later, specialty search and rescue team Adventures with Purpose answered the call. We understand that the resource we provide with our unique skill set is rare, and it is an honor to help agencies and families all across the nation. And with their unique skills dropped into Prosser Creek Reservoir at 1040 Sunday morning, by 1115, they'd found her. Very few clues remain here in the spot where authorities pulled Kylie's car out of the lake. The Adventurers with Purpose team say they found it just 55 feet off the shore, 14 feet below the surface. It raises questions for officials. How did we not find it when we were searching? Uh, the lake was extensively searched with side sonar, with an ROV. Uh, we had divers, we had swimmers. Um, I think that's part of what we're going to have to go back to, to do and, and debrief. Other important questions remain. Did Riley drive along this dirt road from the party to the shore? Could there have been foul play? At this time, we're not going to be able to say anything like that. New questions. Because obviously we have a multifaceted investigation with multiple agencies, it can take time. But answers remain far from reach. We're told that an autopsy will happen tomorrow and that it could take another four to six weeks to get the results of a toxicology report. Back to you. That was ABC 10's Luke Clary reporting again. This appears to be a heartbreaking end to weeks of searching and hoping. ABC 10's Alex Bell has a closer look at the timeline. The search for Kylie Rodney began a little more than two weeks ago. On Friday, August 5th, the 16-year-old from Truckee attended a large high school party at the Prosser Family Campground. The next day, the Placer County Sheriff's Office shared a Facebook post about the missing teen. And by August 8th, several local agencies were searching for Rodney. And on August 9th, a surveillance video from a Truckee business was released. And it showed Rodney before she went missing. Days had passed and detectives from local, state, and federal agencies continued to follow hundreds of tips and conduct interviews. Ten days after Rodney's disappearance on August 15th, the group Adventures with Purpose announced that they would help with the search. Shortly after arriving in California on August 21st, the group said that they had found Rodney with her car and 14 feet of water in the Prosser Creek Reservoir. It's not far from the campground where the high school party was held. We start tonight with so folks there's a sf investigates and uh sf i'm not sure who you are but he says i found the camera while on the phone with nevada county sheriff and they were talking about how they had two major fires going on got me thinking about fire towers if if you're uh, if that's true sf investigates uh, i want to thank you for finding that video i think it really changed the whole scope of a lot of folks that are doubting what occurred because it's really powerful, powerful evidence. Uh, and um, as I said, it's, it, it's, it's sort of incredible that, um, that it was found, but you know, it's also incredible again. Again, I'm going to have to take another poke at the investigators. Why didn't they find it? Why didn't they think about that? You know, folks in any investigation or homicide, especially homicide investigations, which this, you had to treat this as such and give the manpower to it. You got to think of every outside the box, every single type of investigative checklist. Should that maybe that should be on future checklists for the Nevada uh, County Sheriff's Office? Check fire cameras. Check them. Go and collect the video that's on the fire camera. How important is that? If you use investigative checklists, I think in future ones, that absolutely should be on it. What do you think, folks? You think it should be on there? I, I think so. You know, uh, finding that SF investigates, if you're absolutely the person that did that, excellent job. Excellent job. I, I, and if only, it also gives the family closure to see, look, this is what happened. It, it was an accident. There's, there was no foul play. 
it was an accident. Here is video of the car driving in the water. A horrible, horrible accident that a 16-year-old can make driving at night, you know? An adult can make a mistake like that, you know? So again, uh, thank you so much. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you're not subscribed to us, please go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, ring that bell. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon with three different levels, and we also have a YouTube channel with five, count them, five different levels. And you see the folks that are in the chat that have the green font. They're members of our YouTube family. They're great supporters of us. Uh, SF Investigates, thank you. The sergeant has been an invaluable source or reason during this whole case. I pr- appreciate that. You know, every once in a while, I take it on the chin from some uh, some people on YouTube who uh, think that anyone can do this. Anyone can investigate a murder. Anyone can investigate anything, and and that's not true. You know, you can't discount uh, 27 years on the NYPD, 16 years in the detective bureau, 22 years as a sergeant, uh, criminal justice professor. I, I don't think you can discount any of that stuff, but a lot of people on these channels choose to do so. And that's, you know, they can do whatever they want. It's a free country, as they say, you know. Um, Follow the grain in your own wood. The other cause movement seems suspicious to me. Either they witnessed it and didn't come forward, or we don't know they did. That just added insult to injury. I've seen the video. I've seen other cars come down. You had to make a, um, a, a, a really specific turn in this case, and the video showed that to wind up in the water. Uh, and apparently, of course, Kylie made the wrong turn. Those other vehicles made the correct turn, and or else they would have went into the water also. But we also got to appreciate how damn dark it was. You know, it was dark as hell. And so that type of mistake could be made. Uh, I just want to play a little bit, just to go back on this about... Um, Tracy Jones, one, I I love your voice of reason, Bill. I'll always be suspicious of Truckee, but that's just my nature. Look, all police departments make mistakes. You know something? And you hope that the mistake isn't such a huge glaring mistake that it affects the case. But in this, in this investigation, they made mistakes, but I think the correct conclusion came out at the end, you know? And we can't beat them up. And when I criticize them for certain things, if I didn't criticize them, I would be, I would be remiss in in critiquing this. Lisa McRae, uh, there are still many things that seem suspicious to me. On the fire tower video, you see another car pull out there after her car went in, as if they saw what happened to Kylie, yet didn't report it. You know, Lisa, I think that a lot of things, too, can um, be explained in regards to the alcohol and the drugs that were consumed. People that are drunk or high, they may see something and not even, like, realize or it doesn't process in their brain. What did I just see? Oh, I don't know. I'm getting out of here, you know? I mean, so if you think about it, in that landscape, there's a possibility that they saw something and they just didn't believe what they saw, and they continued on their way. So it's, um, I want to play a little bit of this because this is early on in the investigation and it just shows a little bit of the confusion, a little bit of the uncertainty and a little bit, of course, of the insecurity that was going on. Uh, not that, and this is no way a normal, if there is such a thing as investigation. I'm not exactly sure that an agency had reached out and requested from within our unified command, but as everybody's reading online and seeing all the information that was coming out, uh, and we realized that there was an interest from Adventures with Purpose, uh, we did link up that group with Sergeant Mike Powers with the Placer County Sheriff's Office. They had uh, lots of communication uh, as they were going to be traveling to this area, and then a lot of detailed information that was shared that wasn't necessarily out to the public yet that <clears throat> hopefully uh, was of assistance to helping them uh, locate the area to go to. You said the car was found in the area where you've been searching since the beginning. 
what did AWP have that maybe you guys didn't have, or why was that missed in the initial search? Yeah, I think that's a great question. That's one that everybody's going to have, right? Is is how did we not find it when we were searching? Uh, the lake was extensively searched with side sonar, with an ROV. Uh, we had divers, we had swimmers. Um, I think that's part of what we're going to have to go back to, to do and, and debrief. You know, when peace officers are out in the field and volunteers and, and searchers, uh, it doesn't mean that they're experts in the field, right? These are sometimes ancillary duties and we're calling from other agencies to try to jump in and tracking underwater is an extremely difficult thing to do. So I think part of our debrief on any of these situations is, is how do we figure out uh, to improve our services, uh, work on our resources and the way that we use them. Uh, a lot of this equipment is high end, very expensive, and, and you really need to have a lot of uh, practice and expertise. And I think that's where a group like uh, Adventures with Purpose is able to focus and practice those skills and really hone them. And so we, we're, we're appreciative that they were able to come out and locate it. I also don't want to take away, though, from anything from our volunteers, uh, as well as law enforcement that have been out there. I mean, we literally had people swimming in the water looking down so that we didn't disturb the, the, the ground initially. Uh, you know, my understanding is the vehicle was upside down. That also makes it more difficult. And if silt and things come up above, that can also make things difficult. So before I really can say, hey, why we didn't uh, weren't able to do it, I also could say that we eliminated a lot of areas that, that we would still be searching if we didn't have all the great people out there. And that helped give them some some guidance as well, I think. But clearly their expertise in, in diving and their equipment that they brought to the table assisted us, and we appreciate that. Did they specifically have any specific technology that all of these 16 law enforcement agencies didn't have? I'll have to debrief with them before I'd have the answer to that question. I believe we're going to try to do that today. Adventures with a Purpose has referenced uh, red tape a couple times, saying they don't have the red tape that maybe your assisting agencies have. What is that red tape, and why might it be easier for a private organization to, to do this? Yeah, I don't know exactly what we're talking about in regards to red tape. Um, I think that from the very beginning, we never deterred anybody other than certain scenes that we closed off at times that became areas of interest and we wanted to protect for evidence. So I don't know that there was any red tape ever put on this. I mean, if you look at the amount of uh, man hours that went into it, it was like over 15,000. And I know it's even higher than that now. I don't think there was ever red tape. There were maps created for civilians to be out. Uh, the the boat ramp and the, and, the, and the lake were never actually shut down because the way we were looking at it is more eyes out there, the better off we're going to be for, for finding uh, mm -hmm. Kylie. And that was continually the goal. So I'm not sure that there was ever red tape. I think it comes down to uh, lots of factors. And like I said, we're going to debrief and try to figure out how do we become better and, and do a, a better job at, at you know, these types of operations. Why did agencies believe it was an abduction at first? Yeah, I think there was a lot of miscommunication. I don't know that it was ever labeled as an abduction. I think that you can never take that off the table. And so as we talked as a command group and, and unified command with all my partners that you see behind us, uh, you couldn't remove that off the table because we hadn't found her. And so, you know, there was some of the struggles with some of the services that we wanted to obtain and, and things we wanted to do, but we couldn't say it wasn't an abduction, but we also never said that it was an abduction. I think that was clarified uh, fairly early on, um, but we also probably wouldn't have received all the services and all the people if that wasn't an option. If this was truly a search and rescue mission, we may not have had all the resources to conduct <clears> interviews. I think they identified over 400 juveniles and to be able to interview all those folks and, and provide a feedback off of all that, it takes an army of people. And I, I think we were lucky to be able to put that together between uh, my partners and, and agencies that are right behind me. Did, did any of the juveniles, anybody mention that car going over the side as far as the water out of all those? I don't believe that that statement was made, not to my knowledge. Was there any indication that this was an accident or a foul play? That's still being investigated. If, if we'd like, we could turn it over for CHP can give some information. Uh, they are conducting the accident investigation utilizing their mate team. I really like this, this captain. Uh, I think his name is Sam Brown. He's a very humble guy. He's very to the point. You could see he's, he's not a bullshit artist. And if they did something wrong, he owns up to it, which is rare among police, um, Police executives, I'll put that word. SF investigates. Again, thank you for uh, recovering that video. They should have known about the cameras. The app for the cameras, which has Zoom capability, is available for download to any law enforcement, firefighter, or EMS. I, I mean, fantastic. Fantastic that you found that. And, you know, how many people 
uh, minus you finding that video, would today be cursing out the coroner for the results of this autopsy. I don't believe that. But guess what? That's one more layer of evidence that you added that sort of uh, convinces people that, you know something? Look at the video. It was an accident. And it's, you know, again, thank you. Thank you for finding it. And and if so many folks have have been showing that, uh, it's, it's just an incredible thing. In the autopsy report, the Nevada County Sheriff's investigator wrote, I have recently reviewed the pathologist's final report of autopsy, which listed the cause of death in this case is drowning. There were no other significant contributing conditions listed. Uh, According to the writer of this article, he conferred with Detective Sonier, and he told me there was no indication of foul play regarding the criminal investigation into the death of Kylie. The manner of death in this case has been determined to be accidental. And remember, we've spoken ad nauseum, I'll use that term again, the four manners of death, homicide, suicide, accidental, or natural. The case of Kylie Rodney has been ruled to be an accident with no foul play. I hope that I explained this as best I could. Uh, And I think we sort of have to accept the findings of, uh, you know, what other, what other investigation would people do that hasn't been done already? And again, I want everyone to realize none of us have the results of the 300 or 400 interviews uh, conducted with, 300 juveniles that were at the at the party the night that uh, that Kylie crashed her car into the Presso Lake. Um, Teresita Hills, thanks, Bill. Uh, YouTube can help solve crimes. It's ludicrous to think a web sleuth with no intimate connection to a case could solve one sitting behind their keyboard. You know, Teresita Hills, I always say, and Duty Ron always says, we're not here to solve this case. We can't stand here or sit behind our computer and say we're going to solve this case, but we can bring up some really good ideas investigatively and dissect things investigatively from our knowledge and from our experience. But we can't, sitting in front of my computer in Westchester County, solve a case in California. I need my boots on the ground. Give me six detectives from Manhattan North Homicide Squad, and we're ready to go, and I'll help, I'll solve the case. But I'm not going to do it from my computer. This is, you know, dissecting the case, looking into the case. You know, and I, oh, I, I got to bring Phil Grimaldi with me, too, if I decide to do that. But um, Judith Lyons, why are people so attached to there being something nefarious about this? The road was pitch black. The driver was inexperienced and probably a bit high. That's the recipe for a tragedy like this. Judith, you're preaching to the choir, as they say. I've been saying that since since day one, you know. Uh, it's so... Uh, uh, Lisa McCrae question, would her headlights stay on after she went under the water until the battery died? The lights would stay on until the whole electrical system shorted out. And I don't know how long that took, but apparently the lights stayed on for a while. And then at some point, the whole electrical system just shorts out and uh, and that's the end of it. Um, Nice biscuit. Look at this. I have unsubbed from all the conspiracy channels, not watching anymore. It's been awful coverage sticking with Bill, Duty Ron, keeping it real. Well, thank you, Nice Biscuit. That's that's very nice of you. I think that, you know, you have to look at things. Um, Again, I repeat it all the time. Investigation is an art and it's a science. And look at those two things. And some of the art, we don't have all um, access to all of the art of the investigation. Most of the science we get and um, 
we can dissect this investigation. So, folks, I hope that you're satisfied with uh, that this was, in fact, an accident, that Kylie Rodney's death was nothing nefarious. She wasn't murdered. This was an accident. The cause of death was drowning. Uh, the manner of death was accidental. Folks, this is Bill Cannon from Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I want to thank every single one of you for listening today. I hope uh, I hope I got through to a lot of folks that weren't believers b- before this and are believers now. And I want everyone to have a great day. God bless, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. One episode, just ain't enough.